and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, it's Christelle here. Hello, Christelle. Hi, Danny. Well, Christelle, an exciting episode today. We're still on our kind of schooling, schooling series. We will be moving off of this and coming on to a Christmas series. I'm absolutely excited. Yes, I said the C word. We it's love time. Christmas. It love is Christmas. time. Christmas time. Here she goes. Here she goes. That's it. I'm singing. I'm singing when you need him. (laughs) I am excited for this. I'm not going to lie. Starts off Advent this week. And do you know what? Really, really excited. I know. But do you know what? In my my class, in my school, which I thought was a really lovely idea, do you know what we do for an Advent calendar? So we have like the the Advent calendar. And then in each day, there's a little message of kindness so they had to take it as secret so okay and it could be something like start a christmas sing-along in the playground or tell another member of staff how much you value them or tell another child and it's like random acts of kindness mm. and the child has to do it it's like a secret mission of kindness oh, right the day and then if they do it by the end of the day then they get perhaps a chocolatey treat from Mrs. Davy, the teacher. Did I tell you that, teacher? Whoa, really? That just happened, <laughs> did it? <laughs> well, that, well, that sounds exciting, though. I love a, a secret mission. It's a good teacher, really. I tell you about it a few times, you know. We could sit down, I could tell you all about it over a cup of tea. Now, yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> now, Chris, we're going to move on to a Christmas uh, series soon which I'm really excited about. We've had a great response to my Christmas call out. And on my Christmas call out, we're going to be talking more. Really super excited, actually, because this year we've got loads and loads of uh, autistic adults that are going to be speaking to us about Christmas, about what Christmas looks. Because you see those polls that we put up. I found that really interesting because, you know, obviously not everybody celebrates Christmas, but actually Christmas, I think, for parents of autistic children and for the autistic community, Christmas looks a lot different. And actually, people can judge us quite a lot on that and be like, oh, what? Oh, you're not having a roast dinner. And oh, oh, you're not, um, you know, not having a big social gathering and things like that. Yeah. But actually, for some families, that just doesn't suit. <laughs> that yeah, doesn't families, fit with I guess us. it can be really stressful. I mean, we love Christmas over here. Can you imagine if your child is like... Sensory overload, like, like my son. Yeah, one, we yeah. couldn't go around a really... lights, the smells, you know. Yeah. It's, everything's different, isn't it? It's, it's a complete change sensory-wise. So we've got loads and loads of autistic guests that are going to come on and speak about that from their point of view. So that is what I'm super excited about. That's what we like to hear. 100%. Now, today... We have got gifts, well. gifts. Yeah, you're only, on the, you're only on the podcast if you bring us a present. But, Christelle, today on the podcast, we are going to be speaking to Olivia about basically her, her diagnosis journey. So, Olivia mm. kind of started this journey, didn't she? Looking and actually relating to a character on a TV program, to oh, the yes, character yes, in Hollyoaks. Yes. So, from there, she started to look into two autism more and realized that she is an autistic so she self-diagnosed first she self-diagnosed first and then then received her diagnosis and now is a great great leader in helping others to unmask okay and i can't wait i'm super excited to speak to her let's get olivia on come on olivia tell us your story (laughs) 
and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davy, and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, it's Christelle here. Hi Christelle, we've got a guest. I'm excited. We love the guests, don't we? I know, and we need, we did say that we need a new guest kind of like um sound effect because there it is. New guest, we've got a new guest. Here is Olivia. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super, super excited to have you on because Olivia, we were having a little chat and Olivia, you've come on to speak to us about, we we're doing a schooling sort of episodes at the moment. And obviously at school, you wasn't actually diagnosed, were you? Autistic. No, I wasn't, no. Tell us a little bit about your diagnosis as an autistic woman. Yeah, so like I'm 25. I was on the... So I was waiting for a diagnosis for like two and a half years. So I finally got diagnosed about a month ago. So like, yay. It all started like I was watching an episode of Hollyoaks and the character Bucky Tylen Grant was playing. On that episode, she had like a meltdown. And at that point, I was just watching it and I was like, wow. I really resonate with this. Like, I feel like that was me at school and things like that so I just started researching into like autism in like females and I was like yeah this makes sense I was just like yeah I'm definitely autistic so I started self-diagnosing after like researching for like months and months and months and years and I went to my GP and was like I think I'm autistic and literally, like, I had a massive list. Like, I had an A5 notebook, and it was, like, pages, and she was like, I'm going to refer you because you've got loads of notes. So, um, yeah. So that's basically how it started. Is that a big relief for you to say, you know, just to put your finger on it and say, okay, now I understand everything? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, my whole life, it kind of made sense. And the day when I got my diagnosis, like everything just fell into place. Because like, it took a really long time, didn't it, for you to get your diagnosis? I think you said it took about two and a half years. Yeah, so quite a while, really, quite a while. Yeah. And at this time, I was like, in work as well, full time, struggling work. Prior to like the job I'm in now, I was like struggling to hold down jobs, um, moving from job to job and things like that, struggling with friendships and things. And I just didn't get why. So. Yeah, what was on your list, Olivia? When you said you wrote this list and actually, like, you know, there was these key things that really stuck out to you, especially with the Hollyoaks character too. What was, like, the sort of things that really resonated with you? Because obviously, we, you know, you have, like, this sort of real stereotype sort of views. And I think Hollyoaks actually work really well with trying to sort of banish the stereotypes, don't they? And making yeah, Brooke did... quite a, an individual character too. Yeah, so, like, basically the traits for me that stood out was, like, struggling with friendships and like um, maintaining friendships, struggling with jobs, like holding down a job. I have, so I have sensory processing disorder as well. So I struggle a lot with like bright lights and like loud sounds and things like that and different textures and tastes. Yeah, like also it was just like a lot of change. So I don't like unexpected change that would throw me off. Like when I was younger as well, like especially in school and things like if you had a supply teacher or things like that or a lesson plan was changed so just think little things like that really yeah and, kind and of just like aha uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah <the> <laughs> 
and thinking about school now like what was that experience like for you as an undiagnosed autistic child all the way through your school life not meaning primary and secondary yeah so primary was like okay at the start and then I just kind of like felt like I was different but didn't know why like I didn't get certain things so say like if I had a friend they made another friend I'd be like oh they're not my friend anymore because I've got another friend like when we had games and things I liked it like my way like my rules <laughs> and they were like no we have to do like this and I was like no it has to be this way and things like that and then I would lose friends because of that in primary school and then we had like seating plans and things and one time I came in and it was all changed I had like a massive meltdown crying for ages the teacher couldn't calm me down and things like that so yeah it was just like little things really I think looking back now I think I was just overwhelmed so like in like shut down or like when I used to cry a lot it was like meltdowns and yeah yeah uh, what did your family think of it or did they um suspect that maybe you was autistic or did they just think the same as what the doctors thought that maybe you was a bit depressed and anxious so my mum didn't really think anything of it I asked her when I was younger she was like no I didn't really think you were different and I was her first child Sorry, first I was just going to ask so that. Do I you have any why. siblings or anything like that? Yeah. So she didn't really have anyone to compare me to except from cousins. But so I think that's why. But when I look back at it and I thought, like, wow, my cousin, like, so they're saying, like, why are you crying and stuff? And in school, people are like, oh, you're such a crybaby. So when I think back on things like that, I'm like, yeah, I was kind of different. And I think people my age, like, kind of noticed that more than me. And then because they, yeah. like, said, I was kind of like, oh, I am different, but I don't know why. Do you feel like you masked a lot? Yeah, I did mask a lot. Yeah, I still do. Do you think? Do you think that's what you did at school a lot, Olivia? Just masked for it? Yeah. yeah, I was a chameleon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we spoke about this quite a lot with our other guests about how that feels. But how does that feel for you? Because obviously, everybody's so individual. How does that feel for you when you're masking and you have to, as you say, be a chameleon and just fit in with all these different environments? How inside does that make you feel? Um, it's hard because it's like you're trying to be like everyone else to be accepted because you know, like, if you're yourself, you're just going to get like met with rejection and you're going to be picked on. So it's kind of like you're trying to protect yourself, but at the same time, masking can be quite damaging. Yeah. I didn't know at the time, like, what I was doing. I just thought it was normal. I thought, oh, everyone, like, pretends to be like everybody else. But then I found out, like, no, they don't. And I think, like, I did try to pretend to be like everybody else. And even though I did, I still got it wrong. So it was a bit confusing. I was like, I don't really get it. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why does no one like me? Why is no one accepting me? I don't understand. Yeah. But as soon as I got home, like, that mask would go, like, the meltdowns would happen, like I'd stimming things. Now I know it was stimming, but I didn't when I was younger. Yeah. See, that's like my son. I know you spoke about this, Christelle, to me and you personally. Is that I don't know if when my son comes home from school, that and now I'm not doing the school run because um, I've gone back to teaching. Christelle told you to know about that. And now that I go, I come back from work and my husband's like, oh my goodness, like that moment when we step into the house after school like that my son is like peak meltdown time do you know what I mean and 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 you just saying that that kind of makes sense like that he's kind of held that together all day because 
you know trying to mask I do I do feel that my son does try and mask quite a lot and he's quite aware of that now at the moment and actually when he comes through the door it's kind of just like that's that so how did you cope with that as a child was that as a child yourself as well yeah I feel like yeah I can resonate with that like what you said about your son as well I think my mum picked up on that as well but she didn't quite know like what it was I think because at home you're comfortable yeah, and it's an environment where you're safe, so you can like be yourself and like your emotions can like come out. But in school, it's a bit different. So I would like go like in the corridor on my own or like the library and things like that, or hide in the toilet most of the time. This is the strangest thing. I don't know if you you know you can shed anything on this as well. You're right. So when my son, he goes out the house, right? So we have these huge, massive meltdowns just before he's going to school every day. And then this was the thing with me. And when my husband was describing this to me, he's like, I know exactly what you're going to say. Because when we get to a certain house in our street, right, the meltdown stops. Everything stops. And then he's like, oh, at school today, I'm going to do this. And it's just like, what? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's just like a complete switch. Yeah. Like, it's as if he's thinking, like, as if, as as you say, like, just pulling down the mask, like, right, I'm nearly at the school gates now. I'm going to have to just deal with this. Uh, I am going. There's no way I'm not going. Do you know what I mean? So was before school like a, a situation as well? Like a, not a situation, like it was, was before school very stressful? Do you remember? My mum said like for nursery, when I was in nursery, I didn't want to go nursery and things like that. Um, I would cling, cling to her and didn't want her to drop me off. Um, yeah. I didn't like being left at home with my dad either. I'd always like to be with my mum, she said. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think... Like, when I knew I was going home and, like, um, as you said, like, a soft familiar environment, so I was a bit more relaxed. Now that you've got your diagnosis, um, have they spoken to you about what kind of help is available to you? Um, obviously, you said you work, but how old are you now? 25. 25, okay. So is yeah. there any help that is um, offered to, you know, um, autistic adults? Not really, no. No. I've heard from people who have been diagnosed when they were younger, like, um, when you turn 18, you're kind of, like, on your own kind of thing. And, yeah, I expected to get a diagnosis and have help, but then I looked and there is no help out there, really. Yeah, because sometimes I I do wonder if they give you a diagnosis and there is that avenue to do so, um, what's the point of having a diagnosis if there's no, you know, help that comes with it? Mm. You know, obviously you have the knowledge now that, yes, you are an autistic woman, but like you said, you've struggled with things such as work. Um, so it would be good if they could put you, put you in the right direction as to say, OK, you're autistic and this is what is available to you if you are struggling, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. like with work, I have been able to ask for accommodations. So I've been able to wear like earplugs for noise and like take sanity breaks and things like that. Oh, that's good. And have they been accommodating? Um, yeah, they have, yeah. Okay. Thankfully, yeah, they really have, yeah. They have been, they've been understanding as well. And now, moving forward, Olivia, I mean, I've seen on your Instagram page that you are, you're the alti coach, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So what um, does that mean? So basically, I'm a qualified, like, life coach. At the moment, I'm looking to help, like, other late diagnosed women in the future and help them, like, on the journey after they get the diagnosis because it's quite hard to accept 
accept your diagnosis and I think to like unmask and just to you know like think about everything you've been through undiagnosed and just take it all in it's quite of a hard process to go through and I feel like a lot of people need um support through that so I feel like that's just I've always been interested in helping people and I just feel like I was like yeah I really want to do this and help other like people out there like I do want to help men as well like I'm not just gonna help women I think I'd like to help men as well and like <laughs> oh it sounds fantastic and does it help you speaking to other people that have also been diagnosed late in life um, yeah it really does I found that the community on Instagram is amazing like it's so like accepting and so like everyone's just really nice and everyone helps each other and there's advice that then people just get it you can just say anything and people are like they're just so accepting like you don't feel weird you don't feel judged you can just say anything and people listen it's yeah. really really nice to have oh thank you so much and where can we find you Olivia for all those that want to get in touch because I think we'll have a few people don't you Chris they'll be getting yeah. in touch with Olivia now and yeah. uh you shared your story and w- wants some expertise advice from the Aussie coach <laughs> yeah she means on social media not your address <laughs> <laughs> sometimes take things literally but no (laughs) so if you can find me on instagram it's at the arty coach and yeah like my advice would be just be yourself even though it's hard just like try and be yourself because everyone else is always taken and i think like when you be yourself it's great you know and you can learn a lot about yourself as well oh thank you so much olivia it's been absolutely fantastic and please please go and check out olivia's instagram page Thank you so much, Olivia. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. That was Olivia from The Auti Coach on Instagram. Oh, that was such, such a lovely chat, wasn't it, Christelle? (laughs) Yes. Um, It's just so interesting because people always think that self-diagnosis is not a thing. So it just goes to show, you know, that you know trust your gut trust your instincts I don't really get that do you I guess I do get it because I think some people might think oh you're reading too much into it but I guess who knows you better than yourself exactly I hate that as well though I hate when people go oh really oh do you think so and put doubt in your head like if you're expressing that you feel something why not run with that do you know what I mean oh and honestly what an inspirational woman though honestly I love the fact that this whole that she wants to help others unmask confidently yeah I think it's it's just really inspirational you know when you have a single swim and obviously she's chosen to be an advocate for people you know who are autistic yeah, she so is she's swimming to be a, yeah she, yeah literally swimming yes she's chosen to be an advocate for for others and raise awareness you know and she is such an inspiration I love our guests love them I know. So rolling on to a next week. We are all tinseled out. We are all glittery. We are all Christmassy, Christmassy wham. Last Christmas, you gave me your heart, but the very next day you gave it away, Christelle. Never, never. <laughs> all you? I want for Christmas like? this year, Christelle, because Obviously. I tell you what, we are careering towards Christmas. There's even going to be snow tomorrow, days. apparently. I'm going to get a big fat snowball and throw it in your face. And that is it. There are Christmas episodes coming at you. I don't like the cold. I don't like the cold. It's so cold. <laughs> but, Christelle, Winter that's coming. it. We need to, we need like a, a, like a, do you know, like a new usual jingle, like, that song. <laughs> we should have like a little, 
like, like when I was on the radio on Cambridge 105 Radio, <clears throat> plug, plug, plug. Um, when I'm on the radio, yeah, get that, get that in there. <laughs> they changed my jingle to like a little. A little jingly bell jingle. So they put like a little Christmassy bells on top of it. That's what yes, we need it. to do for our, for our December yes, issues. Yes, yeah, we'll have it. that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Those to us. We're back next week. All jingle balling and jingle belling. And our, jingle way through, out. <laughs> our way through December. Join us as we approach our Christmas episode. Oh, December. Yay! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go into like Elvis Blue Christmas at the end there? <laughs>